What's up, guys? This is Luke Costco with AdLeaks. Excited to show you another episode of Advertise Everything. Um, today we're with Brad Langan, digital marketing specialist. Um, he's a founder of Langan LLC. He's an expert in sales funnel creation, copyright development, web development, ad creating, and all forms of digital marketing. Um, he actually did a virtual summit a while back, um, which gained 12, over $12,000 in revenue, 3,000 new leads, 170 new customers, 1,000-plus um, people added to Facebook groups and a messenger bot, huge authority for his client that he did the summit for, 60-plus um, hours of video content, and 75 written pages of quality content. Um, it looks like summits are the new normal, um, and they're just killing it for their clients. So... It's just a great way to show authority, a great way to get content, and yeah, I hope you enjoy. Here's Brad Lingen. Hey, what's up, guys? My name's Brad Lingen, and I wanted to shoot a quick video for the group and just talk about a strategy that I implemented for a client last year, um, and it's, well, first of all, I'm on the wrong slide, jumping the gun, but it's... Um, it's called a virtual summit, and I know a lot of you have probably heard of a virtual summit. I just haven't seen much out there on how to actually conduct a virtual summit. And since I did a pretty extensive virtual summit for my client last year, it was called the Private Label Summit. I know some of you actually attended. Um, I felt like I could give you guys a little insight into how we executed it and why it was so beneficial to us. So I'm just gonna kind of dive in here. Um, I made this presentation as a last minute presentation for a mastermind I'm in, so it's not gonna be super high quality, but I'm gonna try to explain things as um, best I can. And I'll also give everyone my workflow for how I build out summits. I have a PDF guide that uh, I'll send to everyone here. Um, which will just give you step-by-step, step, like basically every piece of what I do to create summits. I'm working on about three right now and having that workflow has been like hugely beneficial uh, for any of you guys who do complex projects, you know that you have to really plan it out. So hopefully that'll be helpful as well in tandem with this video. So just for anyone who doesn't know what is a virtual summit, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's basically a four day online only event where you generally bring in um, experts in whatever industry you're trying to also show that you're an expert in and you do interviews or you can have them do trainings and you can do some of your own trainings as well. But it's just four days of teaching basically, just like a live event, but you're doing it in a virtual setting, you're doing it online. And you know, what is the goal of doing something like this? Well, there's multiple, um, not necessarily multiple goals. There's one goal generally for people is they want to build their brand, their authority, their name, but there's a lot of benefits of a virtual summit. So it's a great way to do a lot of things at once. And what I mean is things like building your list and building your authority and potentially launch, launching a course, using this as a launch into a course. It's great for client acquisition and this can be used you know, for agencies who want more clients or for even local businesses who want more clients. It's great for networking because you're bringing in all of these guests who are high level people in your industry, at least that's the goal, then uh, it's a great way to network with these people and get connected with them. So a lot of benefits of a summit. I'm going to flush these out more kind of as we go, but I'm going to try to move through this rather quickly. Um, so should you host a summit? I think this is an important question because we all get shiny object syndrome and it's like, oh, that sounds like a great strategy. That sounds like a great strategy. And I promise you in my experience in the summits that I've done, it is an absolutely great strategy. But I will say kind of as like a warning that this isn't a small undertaking. The workload for a summit is probably similar to like building out a webinar, 
webinar sales funnel and a course, or at least a, a small course, depending on you know the course size. But it's a pretty large undertaking. Um, it's not necessarily easy, and it's something that I wouldn't recommend a solo do. Um, I have a team that works under me, designers and videographers and funnel builders and all that. So they help me with building the summits. I just kind of oversee everything and uh, work on the overall strategy. So if you do have a team in place and a team that can fulfill on what is required, what I'm going to show you is required on a summit, and it's something that you feel you could really benefit from if you're really trying to kind of increase your authority quickly and kind of get on the map quickly, I think it's a great strategy. But that would be the, cop the caveat um, of hosting these. They're not necessarily easy, though I'm going to try to make it as easy as I can for you guys. Um, so the results that we got, and this is the private label summit that I referenced that I did for my client last year. I have multiple other ones going, but they're not done yet. So don't have stats on them, but these are the stats that we got generated $12,538. I think we spent around 2000 on ads, not much at all. Um, it's not really an ad driven process. It's really driven by your guests, by influencers. And I'll explain that more. We generated 2,500 leads that actually went up to 3,000 after the summit concluded because we still can get people to sign up to watch the recordings. Um, 163 plus new customers. I know we got new customers for that same reason after the summit was over too. And then 1,000 added to our Facebook group and to our um, messenger bot. So we ran a messenger bot that pushed them to the Facebook group. So those numbers, that's why they were the same. And then it was a massive authority builder for my clients. So for this particular client, for this private label summit, he got some really big names in the industry to come on it. Uh, we kind of helped them with guest outreach and develop some cool strategies to just reach out to big players in the game. I'm really pissed we didn't get Tim to come on our summit because um, it was right up his alley. But uh, for whatever reason, either we reach out to someone and we didn't hear back, which is, if that's the case, no worries, Tim, but I'm still a little bitter, but maybe we didn't even reach out. I don't honestly don't even remember, but the point is we had a lot of great players in e-commerce. We had Ezra Firestone, we had Trey Llewellyn, um, we had Nate Lind, a bunch of guys who were, uh, you know, stars in the space. And it was great for my client for an authority build, because even though he was a very successful e-commerce seller, he has done extremely well on Amazon. He was just getting into the coaching space, so no one knew him at all. So to be interviewing you know, these high-level guys, it was great for his authority, instant authority boost. And then my personal uh, favorite thing about a summit, and I know it might seem crazy, like you're making money, you're building a list, you're getting sales, but my favorite thing about it was the massive amount of content it created. Because for me, working with clients, and I'm sure any of you guys who are agency guys, uh, I run a kind of concierge type agency where we do everything for our clients. And one of the most painful things is getting content done or getting them to send us content. So for that reason, um, you know, maybe I have selfish reasons, but the content that we were able to create from the summit was so amazing. I mean, we got 30 hours of video footage. We had, you know, just, we had notes from all of the speakers. We had a professional note taker. So we had just all these PDF handouts and cheat sheets and all this stuff we could grab from the notes. So for lead magnets down the line, and even for course content, we were able to use some of the interviews and trainings for his course. It was just awesome, the amount of content. Like we literally had more content than we needed. And that's pretty rare. As you guys know, it's usually like you can never have enough content, but we had just a massive amount of content. So that alone, to me, was worth the trouble of going through all of this. And to be perfectly honest, if we didn't make a cent, like, you know, 12,000 bucks, I don't think my client cared about a whole lot. 
and I think it was actually 10,000 that he netted because we spent like 2,000 on ads. But um, yeah, for those other reasons, that's really where the power is more than the revenue generated. But I'll dive into this and kind of go through the first 30 days of the summit. And again, I'm gonna rapid fire through this. I'm not gonna over explain things too much. Um, and I'll give you guys that workflow PDF if you wanna kind of dive into it a little more. But the first thing is obviously picking a topic and then naming your summit. And th these could have really been one slide, but it's about finding a name that is going to specifically say what you do. That's really important. People don't wanna go to a summit that has a cool name that they have no clue what it is. They should be able to see the name, immediately know what that summit is about. Um, for example, I'm doing a summit for a client who does high-end coaching for doctors right now. And her, her name of the summit is more, she does high-end coaching for marketing um, for doctors. And the name is More Patients Now Summit. It's not very catchy. I mean, it's really, I guess, kind of boring. More Patients Now, it doesn't sound that cool, but I think it's gonna work really well because it's exactly what that summit is. And it's exactly what they want. You know, it's that's their big want is they want more patients. So I think it's actually a great name and I would highly recommend naming it something that is just really straightforward, um, exactly, you know, what people want. Then you have to choose the length of the summit. And what I recommend for this is probably about four days seems to be ideal. Generally, you'll wanna get about 30 people um, to come onto your summit, 30 guests. And that's just important to make sure you're able to get enough exposure because they're gonna be the ones pushing your summit, which I'll explain a little later. Um, and you need time to get all those interviews in so that people can watch as many as they want. So four days, 30 guests seems about right. If you're going to like 40 guests, maybe five days. If you're gonna do 20 guests, maybe drop it to three days. But you do want a good chunk of time there so that you're getting more exposure for that summit. Because once the summit is live, you have four days of all this content going out. So you can push even more traffic to the summit and you can make sure people who registered actually go and attend the summit because uh, another thing I should have mentioned about the summit is it's also an authority builder for your clients as well. You're showing them value in the summit through the interviews, and then they're going to value you more. So you want them to show up. If they don't show up, they're never going to become a customer. They're never going to see, you know, the value that you can bring to them. Um, so yeah, try to find a date that is at least, I'd say three days, maybe max five days. You gotta lock in a summit date and when you're picking your summit date, make sure that it's not conflicting with other events in your industry. You know, for example, if it was a summit on building sales funnels, make sure, you know, Funnel Hacking Live isn't going at the same time. Um, just, you know, be intelligent about the date, make sure that you're not um, creating conflicts for people. You wanna make sure they can easily show up for the summit. And then creating your offer. So as I mentioned, we generated $12,000 from that summit that I did for that one particular client. And the way that we do that is through all access pass sales. So the way the funnel is structured is it's basically, actually I'm about to go into how the funnel is structured, but you need to create a few different offers. So number one is something like an all access pass, and that's going to allow people to all the recordings, they can get access to them in a private member area forever. And that's the incentive for them to do that is because all the interviews that we post during the summit dates are only live for either 12 or 24 hours. So if they don't watch it right in that window, they're gone forever for those people. So we try to get them to upgrade to the all access pass and that way they can watch forever. And then we can, you know, um, basically generate some revenue to, to, uh, pay for the expensive expenses of the summit. So we do that as the first offer. 
We do an order bump for $27, which is the show notes, the summit notes. So we have a professional note taker take notes on every single interview. And that was like a break even for us. We did a $27 bump. I probably would have upped it to like maybe 37 at least just because um, almost everyone took it, uh, took us up on it. I think it had like 80% uptake, something crazy like that. And by the way, the all access pass, we do $47 for that. And then generally you're going to want at least one upsell after the all access pass, if not two. And for people who are doing courses, this is a great way to offer your course at maybe like a beta price, which I would recommend just because of the price gap from an all access pass. And they don't really know you to like a thousand dollar course is not going to work. There's no way, but you could have like a mini course of a course that you want to launch or a beta course, which is what my client did. And then the highest you'd probably want to go on that is like 297. But really, if you can get something for like 147, 247, um, I think that would be ideal. And then obviously, once you have your offers, you need to create your sales funnel. So the way we structure it for summits is you have a free ticket page and maybe I'll put this link in the comments later, uh, but you have a free ticket page where they can grab a free ticket to the summit. And then at the same time, we have them subscribe to Messenger here. You know, just we're adding a little checkbox to the opt-in form. Um, we get like a 30% uptake on that. And then we push them into the Facebook group. Uh, what, what else? Yeah, I'm just going to send you guys the link to this opt-in page. I don't really want to explain the whole page. It would be a lot easier. And then we have the all access page. So this is where the all access pass is. And we use Deadline Funnel, which is an awesome software. If you haven't heard of it, I highly recommend it. It creates a true deadline for 30 minutes for them to buy the All Access Pass. And we do it for $47. And I say don't overcharge here because really you want people in your pipeline, at least our goal. Our goal wasn't to make a bunch of money off the summit. We knew we weren't gonna make a bunch of money. It was to build our brand authority uh, list. So if you overcharge here, people aren't gonna buy it. And if they don't buy it, they're not gonna buy the next thing that you offer. And they're not gonna get the full benefit of the summit, which is what you want. You want them to see the full summit and get a lot of value from it so that they do become a customer, that they're you know part of your tribe or however you wanna say it. So I wouldn't recommend overcharging here. If your goal really is to make money off the summit, you could try a higher price. Um, we got a six and a half percent uptake on the all access pass at $47 with the deadline funnel. And then we increase the price over time if they miss that 30 minutes or if they wanna buy it later during the summit. Um, so we were happy with our uptake on that. And then stack the value, see how you can make the all access pass a little bit better. So you obviously do the recordings of the summit, but you can also do things like group coaching, which I highly recommend and here's why. We gave away four hours of free group coaching. And when I first told my client that, that we were gonna give it to free for everyone, he's like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. Like it's not worth my time. And I, I basically convinced them to do it for this reason. It gives you an intimate setting with potential clients where you have four hours to essentially sell them on your services. Yes, you're gonna give them value. Yes, you're leading with value, you're teaching, you're coaching them. But when, when they see, just like when they see the summit, they're gonna want you know more of whatever it is you have to offer group coaching it's a whole new level of that once they're able to get in an intimate setting with you they're going to want whatever it is that you're next offering so i think it's a great way to increase the value of the access pass and to give yourself an opportunity to sell more to those customers um let's see what's next so that's kind of the sales funnel you've got the free ticket all access pass upsell one which could be a beta course or whatever you want it to be and then potentially additional upsells or downsells that's up to you we just did one upsell and another thing to mention on the offers there is 
depending on how well known you are, like if you're Tim Bird and you're hosting a summit, you know, you're, you're going to get people that know what to expect. They know the value they're going to get. But for someone like my client who is brand new with the all access pass, that's, that makes sense for people to upgrade to that. So they can get a better experience through the summit, but any additional upsell after that, you have to remember that they don't know you. So they're probably going to want to come to the summit before they decide on buying anything else from you. And that's what we experienced. We still had like a 5% uptake on the upsell. Um, but I think the main, actually I know because we surveyed people in our Facebook group, uh, people basically said, I want to check out the summit first. That was like 65, 70% of the answers. And that was the reason they didn't buy the upsell. So keep that in mind. Like the, the main goal is to get them into that summit. And if you can get them to get the all access pass, that's even better because they're going to get a higher level engagement into the summit, more value and then buy from you. But anyways, won't ramble on anymore about that. So guest outreach. Um, this is one of the most tedious parts of the summit. Well, guest outreach and recording your interviews, which I'm going to go over next. This is where, uh, it takes a lot of man hours, honestly, and especially if you're going after the big fish, which I know a lot of people say, like, don't go after the big fish cause they're not going to promote for you. Um, well, you guys probably don't know this, but other people that teach summits recommend not going after big players in the game. They say, go for, you know, the mid-level guys or the low level guys cause they're easier to get and they're more likely to promote, um, which is true to an extent, but my theory behind it was completely different. If I could just get even one big guy to promote the summit, I knew it would blow up more than 20 little guys doing it. So that was my process behind it. And it worked really well for us because Ezra Firestone, you know, posted on his personal page and I think even sent out an email. We had, um, some software companies that sent out emails on our behalf. Um, it worked out really well for us to go after the big fish. And that being said, it doesn't just have to be personalities. You know, there's the Ezra Firestones and the Tim Birds, but it can also be like software companies that relate to your product. And that was a great one for us too, because what we were able to do is we found multiple software companies that were actually willing to share their pixel with us for ads. Um, they were willing to send out email blasts and in exchange, all they wanted was to be featured on the summit so that they could get exposure for their brand. So it was a win-win, um, a really great way to boast our numbers. And we definitely got a huge boost from a couple of the companies that um, ended up sending email blasts to us or for us. And we also had a higher uptake in the all access pass for those email blasts. And that's probably just because they're vouching for us. Um, so yeah, great way to basically bolster the whole thing. And another thing they did, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we also were able to get free trials through those software companies to give to people that, um, upgraded to the all access pass. So that was another value thing that we added in there. Um, what else on guest outreach? I can give you guys some good references. If you're not familiar with how to reach out to big names or celebrities or whoever, and actually get them to listen to you, I'll give some tips in the comments of how you can do that. But another thing that's important that I should mention on the guest outreach is build your, your sales funnel first and make it look nice. You want professional design. And that way, when you're reaching out to people, you can send them the link to it so they can see that it's all nice and polished and that you're not throwing together some, you know, piece of crap summit. Like this is a high value summit. And then also like follow up, follow up, follow up because you will get no's. It happens all the time. I'm not going to say who gave us like 15 no's, but we had someone give us about 15 no's and we just kept pushing and kept pushing in a graceful way, not being like tacky and not being pushy. Um, but we kept following up and sure enough, 
they eventually agreed to come on the summit and part of it was just because of that push you know a lot of entrepreneurs and people in this space respect people that are willing to keep pushing and i think that's what worked out well for us so yeah we just didn't quit um next and not really going to go into this a whole lot but recording your interviews for the guests I highly recommend you have a video person that after every recording, we just did them on Zoom. You can send them off to them, let them take care of the rest. We did an intro and an outro for the video and the outro, we pushed people who hadn't bought the all access pass to go buy the all access pass. Um, that's about it. We tried to do all of the interviews without cutting at all in the interview, unless there was technical difficulties. It makes it way easier post-production to get the videos done. So you don't have to edit a bunch. Even if you have a video guy, it's just more work. You have to farm out to him. Um, so yeah, that would be the only thing I'd say on the interviews, um, staying in touch with your guests. This is a big one because one of the benefits of a summit like this is networking with the people you bring onto the summit. So we created a private Facebook group where we invited all the guest speakers into the group. And it was a really great way to network with, um, you know, some of the big names, not everyone joined, but a lot of guys did. And a lot of them kind of knew each other and it kind of brought my client into their circle. And he's still kind of in that circle now, you know, five months later. So it was a great way to network and a great way to keep them up to date on the summit so that they know that we're working hard on it. We would give them updates. Like if we filmed a new promotion, video or whatever we would send it to them so they could see um, you know what we were doing when we created graphical you know graphics or any assets that featured them on it we would send it to them uh, just a great way to show them that you know we're not this isn't some bullshit summit that we're throwing together this is, again is high value high quality um, so yeah kind of next step at this point and you know I'll be completely honest with you guys like I'm definitely missing some components of what we did for the summit, but I'm hoping you guys are getting the gist of it. But one of the next steps that we did was create content. And a lot of that has to do with what I just talked about. So we can show that during guest outreach and um, yeah, share it with our guests so they know the value, but also so that we could get some micro ads running. So we created some videos like, I'm not gonna play this whole thing, um, but like just this little promo video that we did for the summit that kind of highlighted some of the speakers that were going to be on the summit. I'll just kind of let it play in the background. And we use this for um, just a engagement and video view campaign that we were running like for the whole um, time period up until the summit so that we could get a bunch of views on that and just kind of get the word out and then also have options for retargeting later. Uh, so yeah, it, it worked pretty well. Again, we didn't run a whole lot of paid traffic, but it's just a, uh, Think you need a promo video when you're running a summit uh, personally if you look at every in-person event they all have promo videos for a reason it's just a great way to promote the event so i won't really talk about that a whole lot more you guys get the point um and then with the content this is what i was talking about before we created content that highlighted all our speakers and so like every single speaker got a piece of content like this that was personal to them and then every single speaker also got a piece of content like this. So this was my client, the host of it. There's like Ezra Firestone. So it's showing him with all these people. There's me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it kind of builds his authority by being seen with all these people. But then also what we did is every single guest on the summit was highlighted as well with all the other speakers and with my client. So they got that same benefit. It was a win-win. They could go post this graphic and you know show themselves with Ezra Firestone. Like for example, 
practically every single person on here, including myself, wanted to be seen with Ezra Firestone. So we were all posting these cards so that we could be seen um, with him. And yeah, it's just mutually beneficial. Everyone is getting an authority build as a result of it and worked really well. So enough of that. Um, this is a terrible slide. I'm not even really going to go over this, especially with you guys. You guys are all ad buyers, but this was for a mastermind where they were not ad buyers, but basically just kind of talks about some strategies for ads. One thing we did is we did a Facebook event and we ran, a, I forget what the campaign objective even is to see if people were interested in the event. And then we were retargeting people that said they were interested, it worked out relatively well. Again, we spent 2000 bucks on ads, so we didn't really see any you know, statistically significant benefit. Um, we were about break even for 2000. If I ran that same summit again, I would have either like up the budget to like 10 or 20,000 so I could actually get some results or just not spent a single penny on ads um, and just relied on our guests to promote. And that's what we did. That's how we got a, a bulk of the people to sign up. It was through guest promotion, through software companies promoting for us on our behalf and affiliates. We had some affiliates reach out to us that wanted to market for the event. We said, sure, why not? Um, we got a couple really good ones. In fact, one is a guy who just does affiliate marketing for summits. So if any of you guys end up launching a summit, uh, let me know and I'll connect you with this guy. It was a really good experience, really cool guy. He ran, he probably got us like 500 registrations in like a day or two by sending one little email, uh, which was nice. Funnel Audible, Audience Audible. I mean, this is really basic stuff, so I'm not really gonna go into it, but basically, real quick on the Funnel Audible, I will go into it actually. Um, you know, it's simple. You gotta run some traffic and get some people going to your funnel and assess your numbers and make adjustments. For us, that was the all access pass. We weren't getting good numbers on uptake. I think we were at like 2% were taking the offer and I want it to be at minimum 5%. So we added in the deadline funnel, which makes it, gives them 30 minutes to sign up. And then we added in some additional bonuses that they get with the all access pass, jumped it from two to 6.5 or something like that. And worked really well. So that's all I'm saying here is just, you know, once you get some people going through your funnel, obviously you need to make adjustments, but you guys know that. And this I kind of already talked about, so don't really need to go over it again, but the, these are the three ways we promoted. Got our guests to promote, and that includes software companies. Uh, we didn't really reach out to affiliates, actually. They reached out to us, but that was another way. And then we used paid ads. So we used video views from our promo video. We did event. Uh, people who are interested in the event already said all that. Again, didn't rely heavily on that. I do just a note on paid ad. I do think you can run profitable ads to a summit, just knowing the cart values that we had, we had like $125 cart value. So um, it's pretty clear to me that you could run profitable ads, but I was on a shoestring budget for the ads because my client was already paying me a lot of money to create this whole thing. So he didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on ads, which it makes sense, I get it. Um, but yeah, if I was gonna do this and if I was gonna go really big and you know really make a huge summit, 10, 20,000 people at it, obviously you'd have to put some significant ad spend into it. And I'd feel confident doing that with the funnel structure that I created. I think the cart value would um, yield a positive ROI. So executing your, your summit, suit up, it's game time. Um, man, I put some random shit in here when I was building this out. But anyways, uh, the setup is essentially you're going to schedule your days, which you need to have an agenda for each of your days. You'll have topics for each day, and then you'll have uh, speaker topics for each of those 
main daily topics. So for example, that could be really simple. It could be like day four is scale or something. And under scale, you would bring on people who are gonna talk about any element of scaling or whatever it is. You just build out your agenda for all the days. And now that I'm going through this, I think the one thing that I kind of skimped on in terms of showing you guys how to structure it is like the actual meat of the summit and how we structure the days and the content. Uh, so you, if you guys have questions about that, let me know. This has already gone on a little longer than I thought it was gonna be, so I'm not gonna go over that right now. But yeah, we schedule our days, we set up broadcast rooms. Those were just one page landing landing pages that had you know the video of the speaker for that hour and then we would swap them out for the next speaker. We also did Facebook Lives and it's a little gray area with Facebook, but we used uh, Ecamm Live to make them look live, even though we told people there was a disclaimer that it was pre recorded because I think you have to tell Facebook that. But that was a great way to build up our engagement in our Facebook group. And like I said, we saw a lot of organic growth after the summit in the Facebook group. And I think it's because of that we had, you know, 15 lives for an hour going like every single day or like eight a day. So 15 every couple of days but it was a great way to build up our Facebook group, um, set up all your bot and email sequences. So we did announcements of every speaker, uh, announcements of the daily agenda, things like that. And yeah, keep your guests engaged. So they're gonna forget about it. If you announce your summit and you say it starts and here's the link to go watch the summit, they're gonna forget about it. So send out all those reminders, keep sending them emails, keep sending them messenger bot notifications. Uh, we were a little bit annoying during the summit, but I know from experience, it's the only way people are actually gonna engage and show up. So um, you got to annoy them a little bit. Let's see what else we got here. Lessons learned. Uh, I missed the Dosecchi's guy. I can't believe they replaced him. But uh, yeah, so I learned quite a few lessons. I already told you one that was a big one, which increased our conversions a lot, which was the deadline funnel. Um, what else? Uh, Facebook ads too, kind of already touched on that. I would have loved to make this really, really big and just hammer Facebook ads. The cart value was there. It would have been, it would have had a positive ROI and it would have basically just been building a list and authority for free. So it's a no brainer to pump ad spend. I have a client that I'm doing a summit for, I think we're two months out right now and they're gonna give me as much ad spend as I want, as long as it's profitable. So I'm just gonna hammer it if it is profitable and I'll, I'll let you guys know how it goes. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I could think of. This wasn't greatly organized, so feel free to ask me questions. But again, if you have the time and you have the team to execute a summit, it really is a no brainer. I mean, think about it. You're building a list, you're building your messenger bot subscribers, your Facebook group, you're building your authority, you're networking with, you know, people in the industry, you're creating a ton of content. I mean, there's so many pros of doing it. The only con is the time. It takes a lot of time. It's not easy, but hopefully this workflow I send you guys will at least give you a clear picture of everything you're gonna need to do. And yeah, I hope that was helpful. Um, no ulterior motive here at all, guys. Like, Just wanted to show you something that worked really well for us.